Today is Thursday. It is May 19th, 2022. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cop. Good morning, Mark and Dennis and Jenny and all the rest of you, whether you're watching live later or listening. Thanks for coming by while I drink tea and we talk about stuff related to martial arts and sometimes not related to martial arts. Talk about life. Talk about whatever's going on. And the first thing, because I want to remember, good morning, Nathan and Gad. Today's episode, I had this moment of panic, which I'm sure you can all empathize with, that I did something wrong and there's no episode today. So we're going to check that really quickly. That should be this one. Yeah. So today's episode, I don't even know what we called it. Because I don't have that document in front of me. But this was something we, we were, good morning, Stacy. We were, Andrew and I were going to record a few episodes last Thursday. But remember, I was dying. I was like, Argh. And I said, let's just do one to get us to next week. And we did an episode about basically what, what does it look like training when you're sick or having to defend yourself when you're sick it's a short episode andrew did most of the work but if that's not in your feed now it should be there soon and then we were going to record several more this week and we got into the q a and we did a really nice q a and ran out of time so I think we're recording today, actually. Are you and I recording more today? Welcome to First Cup, where Jeremy looks at his schedule. Yes, we have a 90-minute scheduled for this later today. Meeting and meeting and maybe another meeting and another meeting and a meeting and work. And then tomorrow, no meeting. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be nice. I'm going to take a half day. I'm going to plant things. I almost planted some stuff last night. I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about it. I'm glad I didn't. It was 37 here a few a few minutes ago. Didn't quite have a frost, but for plants that just got moved away from the house and exposed, rather not. <laughs> And he says, me? Empathize with a brief moment of unnecessary panic? Nah. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch today. Just a, a constant reminder. I'm going to need all of you. We're up to, I think I saw one more come through, so I think we're at 10. I think we're at 10 Twitch followers. Um, probably going to have to post something on my personal Facebook page and say, can everybody just follow this to get us to 15 likes? That would be great. 
film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did I do yesterday? I went to the gym for the first time in over a week. Um, did not do a lot because I'm still not at 100%. I'm hopeful to be at 100% soon. Um, I have a client who the industry that they are in put out a feature-length film. He's really excited about it. He asked me to watch it so we can – there's a marketing plan that needs to develop here. So I started watching it. I've seen worse. I've actually seen worse in the theater. But it's not very good. I'm hoping it gets better. I'm 30 minutes in. You ever you ever watch something? It's a 90-minute film. And I'm like, all right, I've got to be at least halfway. And I look down and it says 25 minutes. There's no plot. There's kind of a plot. Anyway. Good morning, Tommy. Uh, what are you all doing today? Let me know. Drop in the chat. What's going on with you? Other than, of course, watching a semi-delirious Jeremy in a podcast episode. Um, man, is it green out there? I recorded a video episode slash audio episode that's up on Patreon. You can check that out. I posted those yesterday. Recorded them from outside. It's nice to be outside. I like my umbrella. It gives me a chance to be outside when it's direct sun and hot. And for those of you who live in more southern climes, hot to me means at this time of year in May, anything over 65 is hot. Because the sun just especially where I'm going on this back porch. It's just the, the back of the house and the porch just bake in the sun all day. And so I go out there at, you know, one, two o'clock and it's just, it's warm. It's at least, it's usually at least 10 degrees warmer. So 65, you know, it was, it was 80 out there yesterday. Got my, you don't need to be, you don't need to do martial arts to be cool, but it helps mug. I believe it's still available on muscletech.com. Had somebody, um, oh, here's some good news. Um, took another step forward on the latest sparring gear shipment, as in they billed me for it. And it's funny, this company is just, <laughs> I've been working with them for 10 years. We did our first shipment, I was there in August of 2012. And they treated me really well. They're good people. And so they sent me an email with, for some reason, two separate invoices for my order. And I'm looking at it and I don't see shipping on here. Now, they're the owners and then there's the, I don't know, office manager. And the office man, I don't think the office manager is terribly good at her job. So I say, I don't see the shipping. She writes back and, and I, she, she, she speaks very little English, but you know, between Google translate and my poor Spanish, you know, we can usually make it work. And she writes back, it's on invoice 478. I write back, you only sent me 471 and 472. There is no 478 what you sent me. 
So she doesn't acknowledge that and just sends me 478. But the shipping, assuming that it is accurate and that there is no other charges that they're throwing on that don't show up, the shipping is less than I expected. Like considerably less, like half. There are so many people waiting on gear. I mean, I have, I have emails and there. I'm pretty sure that if, when that comes in and once I get it received, I'm, we're just going to put out a couple posts and an email that says, we have gear again, get it before it's gone. And we're probably going to have one of our best days ever. Jenny says, I'm working on a tour event woo, woo, and keeping the toddler alive training this evening. Nice. Gad is working today and going to go across the border to Germany for toiletries after work. A lot cheaper there. Why is it cheaper? That's interesting. Why is it cheaper? I guess you could make the same comment about living in, you know, Southern California going into, into Mexico. But why is it cheaper? In Mexico, it's because it's Mexican stuff, not the brands that we would have here. I find that fascinating. I find global economics fascinating. I was thinking about this again today or last night. If I was to go back to school for anything, it would be economics. I find most people seem to treat economics like Like something that does not have rules. To me, economics is as close to a science as anything else because we're talking about complex systems. And the motivations of people are pretty hardwired. Economics fascinating. Ah, tea is good. Once we're done here, I'm going to hit my desk. Still trying to catch up. I've got one client and I've got like six projects pending for them. Most of them aren't that aren't that bad. But if I get to them first thing in the morning, pardon me. When my brain is fresh, I can't talk. If I get to them first thing in the morning when my brain is fresh, it won't be so bad. And I'll probably sit down for a couple hours and crank through three or four of the six. Good morning, Andy. Stacey says, how many times people in Vermont cross the border for things uh, like Canada? You know what? That's a good point. But I don't go to Canada because it's cheaper. I go to Canada because they have things we don't have here. Like really amazing bagels and cool museums and Ikea. And I don't know what else. Uh, Andy asks, is your battery charged up for your motorcycle? No, I've got to get into the garage and looking ahead at the weather, it is supposed to be rainy Saturday afternoon into Sunday. So my expectation is that that's what Sunday will be for. We'll be organizing that garage because now that the majority of the estate stuff is gone, I can reconfigure. I'd like to be able to get a car in there again. Um, 
I got to rig up something so I can pull the pull the top off the Jeep. They actually make things that I can buy and mount, which I'm excited for. Because doing that with one person is a pain in the butt. Uh, but making sure the bike is good to go and probably getting another charger is on that list. Gets yeah, says the Dutch government just likes to add a steep tax on almost everything. Kelly says to Jenny, good luck. I remember those days when I wasn't sure if my children would see adulthood. I'm happy to say my youngest will be 18 in July, so they survived. Mark will be teaching and be training, teaching, and having a great time. You can cut and paste this for future reference. Good morning, Brian. Tommy loves Montreal food. Ah, Kelly, that's a good example. How about people going to New Hampshire, no sales tax, and, and the liquor stores? Yeah. Brian's seen into Canada, never crossed the border. It's a fun place. I like Canada. Montreal is a fun city. So, um, all right. Now, Frank gave us some something here uh, that I think is a lot of fun, and I think some of you are going to enjoy this. Today marks the 33rd anniversary of Roadhouse, the film. Have you seen the How to Fight? Dalton? James? James Dalton? In Roadhouse that Andrew and I did with I don't remember who, because they all kind of blur together for me. But there's a fun how to fight that you should watch on YouTube if you haven't seen it. So here's some Roadhouse trivia. According to Sam Elliott, who is exactly the same age somehow in that movie as he is today, watch anything he does. He's the same. Sam Elliott has been 62 years old his entire life. I'm convinced of this. According to Sam Elliott, all of the actors did their own stunts. They were all trained by Benny the Jet Urquidez, a holder of nine black belts in nine different disciplines. Urquidez believed so much in Patrick Swayze's abilities that he suggested Swayze become a competitive kickboxer. One of my favorite things from the movie is we talk, or from the recording, is that we talked about how Benny does a, uh, a cameo in the film. And Andrew wasn't able to find it. And I, I went back and... As I was pulling clips for the show, I was able to find it. It's, he's in there for like six, six seconds. It's very little. After the five-day-long shoot, fighting. After the five-day-long shoot with a fight between Marshall Teague, Patrick Swayze. Okay, let me try this again. After the five-day-long shoot, fighting Marshall R. Teague. There we go. After the five-day-long shoot, fighting Marshall Teague. Okay, I had to get the right emphasis on that. Patrick Swayze needed two and a half ounces of fluid drained from his left knee. He apparently had been suffering through knee problems before, needing a similar procedure during production on Dirty Dancing. Gross. Switching over to comments. Kelly says, I only went to Canada when I was in high school. The drinking age... It's only 18 there. This is true. Patrick Swayze claimed the film chained the, changed the concept of club security across the planet. Rowdy Harrington says that's an appeal of the movie. It goes into a world people hadn't seen. 
And what I find really interesting about that statement is how true it is. There are numerous people who've popped up and said, you know, I've been involved in security. I was involved in security in the early 90s. And watching that movie was a requirement of being at certain clubs. I don't know enough about that world to, to say much more. I will say I've worked event security a couple times, which is not the same as bar or club security, but in event security, the whole premise was observe, watch what's going on. Look for problems that are about to happen. If you can diffuse the problem with a couple words and you're very confident, go for it. Otherwise, grab one of the officers. Never had to do anything. Um, this was college, so this is a long time ago. And of course, the, the stakes weren't terribly high. But uh, two, two hip-hop shows at the school. Yeah, Tommy, I think you, you were one of the people I remembered saying this, that it was a requirement to see that film. And you know, did we do it with Craig? Was that Craig's episode of How to Fight? I think it was. Because I know Craig likes that movie. I'm so glad that I don't work a job. I'm sure it would be exciting initially, but then just, just dealing with drunk jerks. Not something I want to do. You don't want to fight. I don't like fighting. It's not something I enjoy. <clears throat> that was the first... I hadn't seen Roadhouse until we recorded that in preparation for recording that. I haven't seen a lot of movies from the 80s. But I have to go watch The Octagon. Once I'm done with this movie for this client, that's the next one I'm going to watch. Chipping away. Chipping away. Why am I watching that? Because Jenny and Josh and Stacy did a, a write-up. And I want to read it. But I want to go into it qualified. About working security, Tommy says, it was exciting, but gets old quick. The concerts, depending on the talent, was a better gig. Ah, I can see that. Stacy says, went to Coyote Ugly in New York City once. You want to talk about serious bar security? Bar with excessive booze and boobs where women dance on the bar? Yeah, strong security. I can see that. Yeah. Bars and clubs like that are already dens for um, impaired sexualized energy and when you lean into both of those things you are begging for problems i'm sure the security guards there were enormous all right switching gears so josh wrote me this we've talked about knives off and on but he asks uh, for those that carry pocket knives, what criteria do you use in picking a blade? Assuming self-defense might be a use, maybe not the only use. So when I, when I think about a pocket knife, it's got to be small. 
you know, I want something that no one's going to look at and say, why do you have such a big knife, right? So we're talking about a, a fairly small blade. Um, I prefer a half serrated blade because it has more utility because I'm probably using it for more than just self-defense. Uh, it has to open reasonably smooth. It's got to have a pocket clip. That pocket clip has to be have the right tension. So sometimes I have to adjust them. Um, and I have to trust the locking mechanism when it's open. I've got a lot of cheap knives that I like, or even cheaper knives. Some of them aren't cheap. I have a lot of knives that I like, that I would not, that I don't use. They just, they sit in a box. So they don't trust the locking mechanism. And for those of you who don't carry knives, locking mechanism is what you refer to as the, the whatever the mechanics are that keep the blade open. Some knives just, their locking isn't trustworthy. And the last thing you want, if, if you need it, is that it closes on you or cuts your fingers off. That's not gonna be a good thing. Mark says he carries a $1 Walmart blade or a Karambit folder, but why? Let's get into the why, not the what. The what is fun, we talk about the what, but the why. When I think there are two knives that um, I've got a bowl on a on a stand that has like my wallet and a handful of other things that go in my pocket, and there are two knives in there. One knife is the knife that I carry most of the time. The other knife is the knife that I carry when I'm working out in the yard. The one that I carry out in the yard is a little bit more substantial, a little bit heavier duty blade, and it still passes all the same tests. I, I, it was a, it was the knife I carried most of the time out and about in the world until I got this other knife, which is a little bit lighter weight uh, and is brushed stainless steel. So it's a, a little bit classier in a professional environment because I, I carry a knife all the time. Very rarely am I not carrying a knife. In fact, there are formal events I've been to where I just move my knife from my pop, my, my pants pocket to inside breast pocket. Kelly's asking for show and tell with, with your knives. I've done that before. I'm not going to do that right now. We don't have time. Um, but let's get some knife conversation going. and Maybe we'll do that tomorrow or next week. Because uh, there, there are a lot of knives. I like knives, but they also scare me. Probably a good thing. Gad says he carries a Swiss Army knife. Scissors and bottle cap opener are also useful in a non-self-defense manner. If somebody made a Swiss, if there was a Swiss Army knife, but instead of being the thick design, you know, that you dropped in your pocket because things fall out of my pockets, but instead was reconfigured to have a belt clip, that I might carry. Jenny says, Matt will go for a double-sided blade if he can, but he prefers a longer blade with something serrated. Small pocket knives don't rip enough material on their way back out. For the handle of the blade, he prefers some type of utility on the end, like a bottle opener, so it's sturdier. And in answer to why, Mark says the Walmart blade meets the tests and is very indiscreet. Pyramid is just cool. Yeah, it says for self-defense, I prefer a fixed blade. Yep. 
same. But it's hard for me to look professional walking around with a fixed blade knife. And I don't tend wear clothes that cover the things that I have. You know, it's it's the it's the same reason I don't carry a handgun on me very often. Because it just where I live, it's gonna create more problems than it's gonna solve. It's gonna create way more problems. It's not worth it. Oh, that's a good point too. Josh says, is there a locking Swiss Army knife? I don't know. Tommy says, we did some knife stuff last night. I carry a basic utility knife with an inside pocket clip. I think as long as you trust that it's not going to fold back on you when you strike and you can hold it reasonably. I think those are the two most important criteria in a knife, whether it's single edge or double edge, serrated or non, I don't know that it matters that much. Obviously we all have our preferences and that's perfectly fine. But I think most of the time, yeah, carry something that's comfortable, something that's gonna work for you. And you know, if you like knives, carry something you like carrying. Yeah, it's a good point. And Josh follows up. I like Swiss Army and Boy Scout style knives, but have had them close on my hands too often. Yeah, you've got to be really careful with what you're doing with a knife that doesn't lock open. Oh, I like this. Kelly says to Tommy, we do knife self-defense quite often, and I've started using butter knives. It makes it a little more real, but less bloodshed if the student messes up. But that's also why I only have three now at home. You know, the idea of using a butter knife, I think not just for the, that there's some substance to it versus, you know, a lot of the, what are most of us trained knives with? These big, bulky, wooden things that really don't lend themselves to realism. A butter knife, you know what I think the most, the, the best benefit of using that is? It's a knife. The word knife is in it. Everybody knows to call it a butter knife. They're going to respect it as a knife. More so, not completely, but more so than they would. Here's a chunk of wood that you're going to pretend is a knife. And if you drag your hand or wrist across the blade, you're probably going to be able to tell because of those little serrations. It's probably not going to hurt you, but you'll probably know. And I think that's a good thing. And yep, Stacy, this is that's where I was gonna go to. She's suggesting thrift store time. Most thrift stores have, you know, buckets of silverware you can grab pretty cheaply. I like that. That's a brilliant idea. Interesting. Then he says, I'm much more comfortable with hyperextending or demolishing a joint or gouging out an eye in self-defense before stabbing someone for self-defense. Somehow, consciously stabbing crosses a line for me. It is good that you recognize that. Mark says, this is getting good. Good question, Josh. I'm glad you asked this. Tommy says, Kelly, we do that too. Some live blade work. 
the weight too is more realistic. Knives are interesting. I like knives. They're great tools. You can do a lot with them. A closed up knife can be used for most of the stuff you would do with a karambit. Uh, not a karambit, a kubaton. Joint manipulation, thing like that, right? So let's say for tomorrow, I'm thinking about ex how, how do we extend this conversation? And if you have ideas, let me know. We want to talk some more about knives and the use of knives. How about training with knives? If you had to, again, this is for tomorrow, and I'll post it in the Facebook group, and you can give me some answers, but we'll take answers tomorrow too. How do you teach people to become comfortable using a pocket knife for self-defense when most of us train knife defense with something that's 12 inches, 16 inches long, like a little sword? I've never been to a martial arts school that teaches offensive use or rather defensive use with a pocket knife nor have I been to any school that teaches defending against a pocket knife. Because somebody's probably not running around with a machete in this country. Kelly says, does anyone else practice knife attacks when you grab a knife in the kitchen before actually using it to cut your meat? The kids would often look at me like I'm crazy and ask what I'm doing. Ha, I'm sure you are not the only one. And Mark says, essay time. Nice. All right. So that's that's one of the things we'll talk about for tomorrow. And this is where we start to, to wind down. I want to thank all of you for coming by. Remember, if you want to support us, Patreon, First Cup 15, or whistlekick.com slash family. I've updated the page this week. I'm going to, I think it's on my agenda again, because I think Monday's was from last week that I didn't get to. Should be getting updated again, probably t today, maybe tomorrow. We will see. Uh, the Facebook group, for those of you who living, are living under a rock or new, facebook.com slash first cup with Jeremy. We do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Today we are on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Tomorrow we'll swap out Twitch for Twitter. Come on. Any day you want to switch over, that'd be great. Uh, Stacy, I gotta read this. Never had a knife drawn on me. Had someone draw an aerosol can and light it on fire. That was fun. Ooh, that's interesting. Jenny in response to Kelly, no, not yet, but I will now because this is not crazy. Dad says, not the only one. I wave around all kinds of cutlery when I'm cooking. All right. You guys are silly and I love it. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you check out today's episode of Martial Arts Radio. And I hope that if you have feedback or...
places that Andrew and I fell down in our conversation that you'll let us know. You can let us know publicly, privately, any way that seems to make sense is perfectly fine. That's it. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care. I appreciate you. Peace.